just ask something and we'll try to have some fellowship about it. Uh, don't ask things off of the things we're talking about. Uh, in other words, it needs to be spiritual. Don't, don't ask, uh, you know, uh, what do you think about the latest theory on uh, the uh, genetic makeup of... Uh, so, uh, okay. Now, if it's related to this, fine. If it's not related to it, fine. But it needs to be something related to how we can better go on with, the, better go on with Christ, okay? Yes? It doesn't matter. I just have one question. Yeah? And, you know, I think I answered it in prayer earlier today, but, you know, just to, just to make sure, you know, um, being Catholic before, I had, you know, been, you know, indoctrinated in, in everything that they've been taught, you know, since a little kid. Right. And it was a real burden for me, you know, I, I really think I found the Lord among the brothers and sisters here. And, uh, um, I feel really satisfied. However, you know, I feel like I still have my family that's Catholic. And I have friends that, you know, are Catholic, and even Protestant faith too. And what I wanted to ask is, I mean, all these brothers and sisters are with us, you know, to the end of the, you know, to the end of the millennium. Right. And uh, where is it? I mean, are we going to be separate the whole time, or, or is there going to be a time where all of us get together? And, you know, all of us really, you know, take God's, you know, faith and grasp it, you know, and just take uh-huh. love into our hearts. You know, is there going to be a time where we're all together? Uh, before the Lord comes back, you mean? Yes, before the Lord. Before the Lord comes back? Yeah. No. I know afterwards, you know. Yeah, no. The answer is no. Okay, now, the uh, what will happen is that the Bible is based on the principle of the remnant. The overcomers is like this. He who overcomes, implying there are some who will not overcome. Okay, So it's based on those who listen to the, the call of the Lord, respond to that, whether they're here, 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 wherever they are. Okay, There is a line that it satisfies God. This line is the line of Philadelphia. Wherever we are, wherever we are, as long as we jump up and get on this line here that will satisfy the Lord and be, uh, practically speaking, the uh, bride that brings him back, practically speaking, then we fulfill God's heart's desire. Now, there are, and we have mentioned, there, there have been, uh, and uh, so forth, overcomers in every, in every uh, stage. God has always had a remnant of people. Fewer at some times, more numerous at other times, but there's always been some people stashed away here and there in some country somewhere that were faithful to him according to the lights that they had of the Bible at that time. Okay, those are the overcomers, and we will all be uh, with the Lord together in oneness, you see, in the kingdom as overcomers in that kind of a way. However, you see, uh, here we have these things remaining on the earth that will all be there when the Lord comes back. And we'll get into this in more detail as time permits uh, later, later on in the year. The majority of these just continue on. So they just keep on running. However, God is calling a person out of here, a person out of here, another one out of here, another one out of here, and so forth. And I'm talking about hundreds and thousands. 
okay? To do what? To become people that are according to his original heart's desire, which is Philadelphia, to end up uh, right here, okay? Even those in Laodicea who had tasted Philadelphia and were one time on this line, he allows them to repent and to be recovered back to Philadelphia. And so he calls people here and people here. There have been many people that have been called from all of these, you see. Now, the ones he overcome, the ones he calls are the ones he calls, okay? To be in Philadelphia is, is not exactly like, but it's very similar to salvation. And that is that salvation is something under God's sovereign arrangement, okay? People, there are some people in Sardis, in Protestantism, that I testify that I have no doubt that in my mind that they're overcomers. But, you see, there's a difference between me and them. They have been faithful to the light they have seen, and Protestantism only presented them with only so much light. Now, I have to admit, and the Lord knows this, that I have seen and I have received a lot of light. Now, if I, having received a lot of light, try to go back and mimic uh, my Protestant, uh, you see, uh, inspirational person, and I'm like him, but I've seen five times as much light, but my life is according to the way he is, and I stay in a denomination, which is a division, then I'm being unfaithful to the light, and he's being faithful to, to the light. He's being faithful to the light he's seen, but I'm not being faithful to the light I've seen. You see? So we're going to answer to the light that we have seen. The, the light that was in these situations was very little, but the, some of them actually were martyred for that little bit of light. The Lord will reward them with a crown of life. Okay? Now, our job here is to receive all of the light that the Lord has. He says, well, if you say, well, I'd, I just would soon not get that much light. I'll just take the 20% and uh, take the easier way. If that's your attitude, then you're not an overcomer. If this person who only had a smaller amount of light, if he had that attitude, he would not be an overcomer here in Sardis. They were absolute for the light they had, and they, the Lord gave them in his sovereign way what he felt they should have. We have to respond to the light that we have and he will sovereignly call out uh, whoever he wants to participate in the reality of Philadelphia for his coming back. Now, what we can do practically speaking is this. Uh, as far as uh, family, friends, and uh, people like that, relatives, whatever, well, our job is, is, to do, is to do this. Our job is to live Christ express Christ and by the Lord's leading to minister to them the truth to give them the opportunity that we had to come out of things that are not God's purpose and to enter into his purpose you see and if we do that then we've been faithful to them then the question is will they respond to it or will they not respond to it then that's up to them and that's up to the Lord if they do they get to be an overcomer if they don't respond to it then you see we've been faithful to them but they have to live before the Lord you see, so we leave all of that to the Lord's hands. We just take care of the truth, respond to the light we see, and let the Lord call his sheep, you see, by name, 
and he'll do that. And in this way, he will get a remnant. And when he gets that remnant, in God's eyes, that will represent his whole church. Even though the whole church did not participate, it will represent that, and he will be able to boast to Satan. You see, I did get a remnant that you could not distract from my eternal purpose. Right. Okay, you see that? Right. Okay, yeah. good. Okay. Okay. Uh, but you read a verse you mean in the context of that verse or just period well to be in Christ Jesus means simply that at a certain point in time because you you believed in the Lord Jesus at that point in time God transferred you out of Adam and into Christ you left one person and you got in another person Adam was the kingdom of darkness and Christ is the kingdom of light. Okay? So now when you uh, the fact you are in Christ from the moment you believe. Okay? That never changes. It does not change. You will always be in Christ at your highest point and at your lowest point. See, that's why Paul says, nothing can separate us from the love of God. Then he added on, which is in Christ Jesus. We are in Christ Jesus. So nothing can change that fact. What can change is our experience. Okay? So that experientially, we, are, we do not have a living which is in Christ Jesus practically. It does not change the fact are the status of our being in Christ Jesus in, in the spiritual realm. But it does a, affect our testimony of whether we are in Christ Jesus or not. In Romans 8, it says, There is therefore now no condemnation to those who are in Christ Jesus. This has a condition. That condition is the rest of Romans 8. See, because right away it, it continues, For those who do not walk according to the flesh, but walk according to the Spirit. See, then you would not have any practical condemnation. Concerning being accepted by God, you cannot be condemned because you are in Christ Jesus. But if you live a loose life, you will experience the condemnation of Romans 8 because you're not doing what? Walking according to the Spirit, but you're walking according to the flesh. Then you need to repent, confess, return to the Lord, and go on like that. Does that make sense? Okay. Quickly, somebody else? Yeah. Um, what is the proper testimony of the Lord in a working environment where some of your co-workers are in darkness? And specifically, some of these men are living in totally against what God's going for. I mean, how do you interact with those people? I mean, I'll be able to see them day in and day out. Uh -huh. So how do, you, how do you maintain the testimony of the Lord with interacting with them? Uh -huh. Uh, have have you ever uh, uh, have you ever gone to a class and you don't care about anybody in the class? You don't care about the professor. All you're there for is to get a grade. Have you ever done that? Yeah. Okay, I, I did that. <laughs> like most of my classes were like that. Okay, 
okay, I don't, I don't care about any personal. <laughs> I just in there to hear the lecture, take the notes, and cough them back up when they take the test. And I, I mean, I'm out of there. I've got, I am busy. I got things to do. Right, that kind of attitude. Okay, uh, it's on the transcript. And there were some other classes I was really personally into. I mean, we had it was based on on student involvement. Okay, so I was really interacting with people. Okay. When you're on a job like that, you see, if somebody, if somebody is negative or in, in a kind of a dark situation, and, and uh, in other words, whatever you say, it doesn't mean anything. They just, they, they, they prefer to be in darkness. And they would really get a big kick if they could get some dirt on you. Okay, you follow what I'm saying? Then, to a person in that kind of condition, uh, you just have a strictly business relationship with, and that is all. And uh, they live in their world, and you live in yours. And if you have to interact on business, you just do it professionally, business-like, and, and let it go right there, you see. Because uh, there are people like this who likes to see people uh, who are trying to maintain a testimony for the Lord. They like to just, they like to get them dirty. They really do. They, they, they get a kick out of this. That kind of person we, we don't need to associate with, but for business purposes, we have to interact on that level. Just don't let it carry over into a personal level. You don't need to talk to them. You don't need to start a conversation. You don't need to feel sorry for them. You don't need to do anything. The result of it all will just be uh, something not positive, probably negative, okay? If a person is not like that, they just are a typical worldly person, then we need to try to, to have some involvement with them to see if we can establish a relationship so we can talk to them about the truth. And to a person that's wide open, we need to respond all the more, you see. But to a person who's set on being uh, dark, then we need to have no fellowship with darkness. And we just have a business relationship. I know what you're talking about uh, uh, in a work situation like that. The Lord does not require us to uh, throw our pearls before the swine. They turn around and take the very precious things we say and and do damage to us again with them this this is not necessary now I don't know that's just general does that help a little bit there's some people like this I know what you're talking about okay okay yeah Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh, I'll do that along about uh, springtime. <laughs> I'm not being, uh, I don't want to be facetious, but uh, that's a big question, Tom. And it's, it is the heart of Thyatira, therefore we'll have to spend a lengthy time on it. Uh, Very interesting for me and it's very good for my life. 
Attach yourself to the brothers. Okay, attach yourself there. Uh, one year from now, you'll be a different person. Okay, one year from now, I am a very different person. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to myself, my friends tell me, my family tell me. Oh. But I don't know if it's meant for my personality. Uh, my name is not too far. My mind. Uh, somebody can translate. Okay. No, no, I got it. Okay. Uh, before I came to the Christian life, I was, my relationship was my friend using the philosophy, some kind of philosophy, not about the truth, it's not about the socialism. Right? So, that meaning are very strong in me, mm -hmm. and I can avoid it. Mm -hmm. Because when the Christian came to me, we have the same experience. I still get to them. But when they know Christian came to me, my own natural they are too bad. Mm -hmm. So I believe I need to walk in life mm -hmm. avoid that my all these things are. Right. But I don't know the answer. Okay. How long have you been uh, with the Lord? How long have you been saved? A year. A year? Okay. And how long have you been ser seriously uh, seeking the Lord? For how long? I uh, really uh, was about eight years. I feel me alone. I, but, I came in in a church and I just said, Hey Lord, please, if you exit, please believe in me. Okay, and when was that? Was a year ago? About eight years ago, but when I came to church life, a year. A year in a church life, okay. Okay. Uh, when we when when a person uh, gets saved and receives the Lord Jesus, he is a he is a mixture or or, or a composite of many many things. Okay, our old man has accumulated deposits from whatever culture, background, uh, subculture, uh, tradition, or whatever we came out of. You see, uh, the world is a large has a large scope, and so uh, areas of that got into our being, whether it was areas of philosophy, worldliness, sin, darkness, the drug culture, hard rock, sports, uh, you name it, music, anything can be the world of whatever, the wide world of whatever, okay? Uh, when we come into the church, we have Christ in us, you see, as a seed. He's right here in our spirit as a seed, right here. And all of the philosophy or whatever things have gotten into our soul, you see, are here, and Christ is going to grow out of our spirit to take over this part of our being, our personality, our mind, our emotion, our will. 
all of the things, including the philosophies, are in this realm here. Okay, now, if you will do these things, love the Lord, eat the Lord faithfully. If you'll love Him and partake of Him on a regular basis, He will spread from here into this other area, but not that fast, just little by little. Okay, little by little. This is the way the Israelites took the good land, right? Little by little. The Lord says, I will not drive out all of your enemies in one day. Okay. Okay. Right. But sometimes when the worldly people came to me, where I work, they came to me to try to open me, to put me in bad situations. And I can avoid the strong temple again. Can't, can't avoid what? Responding to the same way. So all I do is. After this, Lord, forgive me. I'm wrong. Okay. And I can do nothing about my place. And I need you. Uh-huh. But what is wrong? Because I want to grow. Uh-huh. It's dead by the spirit. Uh-huh. But I'm missing. It's taking too long. Maybe I'm wrong. I need an answer. Okay. Because time is a crucial point in my life. Okay. Then let me tell you to do this. <coughs> when somebody comes upon you, to bring you into the world to do something worldly. Yeah. Now, now let me tell you this. The world is not inside of us. Right. See, our old man and sin, that's in there. And these two, the world on the outside and the old man on the inside, have an attraction for one another. Right. So when, they, when we give consent, the world comes in. But it does not dwell inside of us like sin and death does. Okay? So let me tell you something. With the world, here's how you treat it. When something outward comes along with the world, like some friends to come and say, look, Victor, let us go here, and you know this is going to do something worldly or sinful in like your old way of life, okay? Uh, that does not dwell inside of you. Christ dwells inside of you, okay? Now... <laughs> All you have to do is remember one thing, okay? Simply say no. No. You can say no. You have the resurrected Christ in you that can produce it. One word, no. But if you get in the car, you've had it. If you go one block, you've had it. You go any further, it's over. You, have, you fell, and you will have to really repent. But at the very beginning, you have the power already to say one word, no. You say that, you're, you're, the problem is solved. Just remember one thing. Just say no. Okay? And say it before the fireworks start. Because if you wait, it's too late. And besides that, that'll be the worst night of your life. Okay. <laughs> okay. Quick. Somebody else?
the dark ages? Uh, in all honesty, I really don't know. I really don't know. And in all honesty, I have no doubt that there is a divine wisdom that is higher than ours behind it. I simply don't know what it is. Okay. Uh, you already asked your question, Alan. I remember that. Okay, somebody else? Okay. Good. Get my handkerchief out. Okay, yeah, speak up, Scott. In the past, we had some fellowship with Don about how we could uh, know when our conscience is accusing us uh, or when we're just under condemnation for the enemy. And I got a lot of help from that fellowship. You know, like, you know, our daily life, when we're just under a cloud, we know that's the enemy. So we can speak the truth. Um, but, and I think you might have covered this one time a little bit, but I can't remember. Um, but on the other hand, uh, our conscience is something uh, specific. that clear did everybody hear that okay he's saying he's saying you know sometimes we just uh, we just uh, do something and it's wrong and so we say Lord forgive me and we just go on and join the Lord like that and then sometimes we do something and we realize uh, we really did it with uh, a lot of uh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. We just knew what we were doing. We knew the Lord said no, and uh, we knew He was wrestling with us, and so forth. And we even it was protracted, maybe, but we went ahead and did it anyway. Something like that. Really, we just were really stubborn, rebellious, and we did it. And then after we did it, our conscience, of course, condemned us. And then we take the cleansing of the blood, but we don't seem to have the sweetness at that point, right? Something, something like that. Does that make sense to everybody? Okay, I will, I will say it this way. There is a difference. There is a difference. Okay? There is not a difference in status. Because whatever we do when we take the blood of Jesus Christ, according to God's faithfulness, at that point, He cleanses us from every sin. Okay? big or little. That's the truth. However, however, if 
if God only did this in a kind of a mechanical way, like, uh, you know, like uh, marking a register to keep track of things, uh, that would be not a relationship with a person. He is trying to train us to live according to his divine nature. Therefore, even if we confess certain things, if it is really something that the Lord is dealing with us about, even though we are cleansed from what we did, he may not just jump overboard immediately and give us uh, the joy of the Lord. Because if he did, we'll say, well, that wasn't too bad, was it? <laughs> I just, if I do it again, it's no real big deal. Just look how I'm enjoying the Lord. See, or maybe I can put it this way. The first time, it might be an instant return to joy. The second time, maybe not so. But gradually, if you're going to be trained by the Lord to live according to him, he's got to take care of you realistically. He will forgive you. But don't expect him to uh, give you the joy of the Lord so that it would encourage you that it's really not that big a deal. Okay? So we do, we do have a sense of uh, suffering or uh, grieving or uh, unhappiness within for a certain period of time. You know what that does in us? It makes us constituted with this kind of feeling. I don't, I don't want to be miserable like this again. That's not worth it. I did this and it resulted in that. And it's not worth it. it to me, it's not worth it. I did this and it only took two minutes and now I've, I've been miserable for 24 hours. It's not worth it. And I'm, 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 I'm already clean. But I, 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 it's just not worth uh, that, you see? And so uh, he lets us know, okay, Scott, do this again. And you say you get, it's, it's, it's not worth it. It's a rough time for you. That way, we're trained to be one with him and live in his divine nature. That didn't change the fact of the cleansing, but it shows that as a father, he was dealing with you like with, as with a son to conform you. Okay? Does that make sense, everybody? Okay. I see. Okay. Then what do you do? Like, you just do it like that? No, no. Uh, probably what will happen will be something like this. Uh, uh, because, because the Lord's a person. Uh, uh, if you cancel the appointment with a new one, uh, you'll be in worse shape. Now you're not only condemned about the argument, you're condemned about uh, not being with a new person. You see? <laughs> you can't cancel the rest of your life. Okay? you got to face it. Okay. <laughs> Listen, I've had this experience a lot of times. I am really in a situation, sometimes my head's buzzing with things, uh, personal or, or, or family or, yeah, or something. I don't know what. But... But you see, you're required to function. You're required to function. <laughs> but, but you say, I don't have one thing. I am so... I, 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 the Lord must be a million miles. But you're still required to function. You see? Let me tell you. Uh, whether we function at that time or not is an indication of whether or not we're an overcomer. See, the Lord told His servant to go and function and the servant said, you didn't give me... You didn't give me anything. 
you see. And the and he said, I know you are a hard man right. that you gather where you have not sowed. This is what the servant said. And the Lord didn't say that that was wrong. Yeah. <laughs> but he said that he was an evil servant. You see? Okay. Lord, I can't function. I don't, I, have a, I don't have a thing. That was just the attitude of that servant. Okay, now, now you have to really, uh, now you have to really do something to function. And the, and the amazing thing about it here is that really when we feel like in our human feelings that we have zero, many times that's when the Lord does the best job of meeting somebody's need through us. You see? And that is a real blessing. Okay? Then, after it's over, you need to go back and be sure everything is okay with you and your wife. You see? And probably you'll be enjoying the Lord to an extent that it'd be easy to fix it up. No. <clears throat> Don't run away. Don't do that. Uh, face it. Trust the Lord. Confess, you see, cleanse, uh, be cleansed by his blood, you see. Sometimes just before I would go to speak to like in a group like this, right then something comes to my mind. It, it's just so, it's just so negative. So, it's just the devil, you see. So, I, no, Satan, get behind me, just get behind me. Listen. Don't think just that little uh, argument with your wife or with whatever was just an accident. Satan is very subtle. At critical times, he puts these little things. And if you fall for him, he wins. But if you charge on anyway and function, then he gets the victory. The person gets the help. You get the victory. Everybody wins. And Satan gets shamed. Like that. Okay. Okay. The key to the key to everything is a clear vision, a clear vision. See, now your question is almost an answer in itself. You see, you have a realization that you can get too much uh, ex in, on one extreme. As long as you see that, you're able, you see, to control using your will. We're able to control our being and say no. I cannot get bogged down there. I've seen this happen. People get so bogged down, and it starts off in the spirit, but the enemy pushes it past that, and it becomes so emotional. And if if my brother or sister or mother don't, don't doesn't get saved, you know, you you, you just I, I, you can't even function as a human being. That's the devil. That's the devil. We can, we have no assurance that all of this will occur. We don't have that assurance. 
you see. I know about household salvation. But the other side of it is 1 Corinthians 7 where, where Paul says to the wife who had an unbelieving husband, how do you know, O woman, whether you'll be able to save your husband? That's not, that's not uh, your responsibility. It's in the Lord's hands. So be a testimony. Uh, do what the Lord leads. Uh, be balanced. You see? But don't get, uh, don't get uh, you know, bent out of shape about it because that is what the enemy does, is he really bends us out of shape, you see. Uh, my relatives uh, mostly are not saved. Some are, praise the Lord for that, but mostly they're not. I cannot stop functioning in the church and, and take three years to do something that I have no idea. I, I cannot save them. See, so the, that's not God's calling, okay? But we are called to function as members of the body of Christ and to take care of them and to love them, but in a balanced way. Okay? Maybe one more? I don't have to today. Okay. You did right before the meeting, though. Go ahead. Okay. The question is just that we have seven churches that we studied in our today and uh, we, we are called in one body and one spirit. Mm-hmm. And all the body of Christ on the earth and all the nationality, what kind of you know, nation they are coming from, all of us that we are internationally over here. Mm-hmm. No matter what citizen we have, we have citizenship of Christ and we are called for his kingdom. We live in the kingdom and we and we're born in him, you are coming from him, and this is our citizenship. Christ is our citizenship. Okay, so what, what's the question? My question is this, that what can we do for the body of Christ on the earth to see the power as the kingdom of God on the earth as the promise in the heavens? What can we do? Yeah, what can we do to unify them and get them together? The, the power thing, the power... Okay, you wanted me to give you a strict, honest answer? You want me to be really frank with you? Okay, okay. You won't, you'll just take it and not say anything? Okay, what we can do is exactly nothing. Okay, anybody else got a question? Okay, now, okay, you see, here's the situation. I, I got it. No, I haven't asked my question yet. Sorry. <laughs> my question relates to, I, I realized that those meetings that I 
My staying in the Word in a daily way will save me. My staying in the ministry will save me. My question is, what is my motivation? Is, this, is my motivation that I want to give the same to be in the Bible and be in ministry because I love the Lord, or is it because I just want to have an easier time? <laughs> I mean, okay, I'm, my outlook is that I have a semester similar to this where I wasn't doing all those things, and I suffered very much for it. And it took months for me to come back to the Lord in a real open way. And so my, I keep telling the Lord, I don't have another semester like that. Good. And so I, I don't, I, maybe it's just the enemy to make me, I don't know, but I think, I wonder if my motivation is just because I want to have an easier semester than what I had, or do I really love the Lord? You know, I mean, or does it matter? <laughs> Yeah. Okay. I got. I got it. Uh, do this way. Uh, in anything spiritual, don't analyze. Don't analyze. Just practice. Don't analyze. Blow out the light of your own candle, and let the Lord be your light. Amen. If you start out. Uh, seeking the Lord selfishly nevertheless if you're seeking the Lord he has the ground to bring you into uh, his way just practice don't analyze don't analyze to have introspection is something we need to avoid like the plague just pray just enjoy just be cleansed. When the light comes, take it. Be cleansed by it. Go on and forget it. Don't live in analysis. Live in simplicity. Okay, then you'll be in good shape. Okay, maybe that's good for now, huh? Stop here. Okay.